I love that sound, don't you? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the sound of... Whatever you're doing, stop and come get me. <laughs> you already know how that is. Fresh tea, fresh tea, fresh coffee. Yes, indeed. Especially on a day like this when it's it's cold it's outside. Cold outside. It's cold outside. Why did now, you hear me? because I don't want to hear you singing. Not right now. <laughs> It is nice. <laughs> you just have to be lit all the time. All right. Hello, my name is Kristen, and welcome to the Traveling Psychology Girl podcast, where I will have discussions about decluttering and organizing not just your closets and cupboards, but your mind. I am a wife and mom. I occasionally watch black and white films, and I work very hard every day practicing what I am preaching. Tune in every other Tuesday for a test drive through a mindset shift. Today, I am going to snuggle up in bed with my hot tea. Don't want to spill it on myself though. And I have a candle lit. It smells really good. It's called Velvet Spice. It was given to me by a dear friend of mine. And I'm gonna let one of my dogs hang out in here with me as I talk about something dear to my heart today. My husband and I was having a conversation earlier, um, actually yesterday. We were having a conversation and we were kind of reflecting on our children when they were younger and we were starting out, you know, um, as a couple in our marriage and how difficult some of the experience were that we were going through as a young married couple or maybe not young, but, um, you know, new couple in our marriage. And so my dog wants to get up here with me in bed. <laughs> but, um, you know, it just really brought back um, a lot of memories as we were sitting and reflecting on when our children was young and we had gotten on the topic of when I first started going to college um, and I started to think about my life with my grandmother and so um, when my grandmother was 
when I was very young and I was living with my grandmother, um, she was a maid. She would go to work four days a week. She would walk to the bus stop. She would get on the bus and she would go to work. And she worked for two different women, you know, um, and, you know, they were white women and she went to what we would call the white neighborhood, you know, went out of the hood to the white neighborhood and, um, she would work for them and she would clean their houses and then she would come back home and she would come back home and then clean her own house. She would cook. She made sure that, you know, I had three full meals a day. She got up every morning at 5 a.m. and made oatmeal and toast and orange juice and milk. Um, and sometimes bacon. And then on the, and she did this every day, faithfully every day. Um, and when I came home, I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich as a snack um, from school. And then at night I had dinner, whether that was spaghetti or whatever she was making that night. And then on Saturday and Sunday, she cooked a full course breakfast, bacon, eggs, toast, um, rice, the works, orange juice and milk. I mean, like literally a glass of orange juice and a glass of milk. Um, and then on Saturday afternoons, she would make her famous iced tea and we would have tuna fish on crackers and she made the the best tuna fish um and I so I've I've stolen her recipe so I make it just the way she did and we would eat that on crackers um Ritz crackers had to be Ritz and this is what she did and she would wash clothes and she washed them by hand in her sink she squeezed them to dry them and then she would hang them on the clothesline outside and she also did this several days a week. She truly did it all. She did it all. And so when I became a mother, based on her life, I thought that I had to do it all as well. And I felt guilty at different times for being in a world now where sometimes you're sort of sharing the, acti the the things that you have to do with your spouse, with your, you know, your, your in-laws, whatever. Hey, can you pick up such and such? Cause I can't do it today. Cause I got to go do this and ran myself crazy. But it made me think about when my husband and I got married and, you know, as a, I was a stay home mom and I was, I enjoyed being home with my babies and, then they went off to school. And by the time my daughter was two, I thought that I would be home. She was two, my youngest son was one. And, and my thought was I would be home and I would do all of those things, you know, up until she would start school at four, you know. Um, but she was so ready to go to school. She saw her older brother going to school and she was just so ready. And so I put her in Head Start. 
Head Start is an amazing program. And then my youngest son, it was the same thing with him around two years old. He was pretty much ready to go to school. So I put him in Head Start. And as they were in Head Start, I was starting to think, okay, well, you know, what can I do with my life now? Because they're in in school and I still got up and made breakfast and all of those things. Um, But I was also starting to get a bit tired and starting to hate that I couldn't do things exactly the way my grandmother did. And so my husband and I just kind of had this conversation and we were like, what if she really didn't want to do that? What if she did it because she had to do it? Now, yes, the times were different, but think about it. She got on the bus and went and cleaned somebody else's house. That was her job and was probably the best she could do. And she came home and did it all over again because she didn't have any help. It's a funny thing about help because today we do have help. And we can hire help. So my husband and I, we were talking about this. And when, when they were all going to school, I was in a transition point in my life. I, I was going through something and I needed more to my life than just getting up and making breakfast and sending my kids to school and waiting for them to come home and and my husband held it down I did work part-time as a fitness trainer so I wasn't just at home all day but I needed something more for my life I needed something more fulfilling and so I had decided to go to school and when I, I you know I talked to my husband about it it was so important to me teaching my kids about education. I kind of felt like, how am I going to teach this to them? And I'm not doing anything for myself because I, at the time, did not even have a high school diploma. Now, I did finish school, but I had never passed the math part of the exit exam. So I didn't have a high school diploma. So I had decided to, um, with the encouragement of my oldest son's grandmother, I had decided to get my GED. And when I talked to my husband, I sat him down. I said, hey, listen, I, I need something for me. The kids, they're good. They're in school. They're happy. They're healthy. It's time for me to start thinking about me. I've been doing this mom thing. I've been taking care of my babies. It's time for me to do something for me. I need some fulfillment for me. And so um, he agreed to allow me to do this. And so I, I was all in. And when he, when he agreed to allow me to go get my GED and go to college, I don't, he knew that I was serious, but we were just talking about how I, don't, I don't, don't realize and he didn't realize just how serious I was. And how, what that serious would bring, what that me being serious, that serious would bring to our family during that time, the sacrifices that would have to be made. And so I got my GED and I was all in. I had made a commitment to myself that I was going to do this for myself. And then I 
went right into college. I finished up the courses for my GED and taking the tests in December of 2012. I started school January of 2013, graduated with my GED in the summer of 2013. And I was serious. I was an undergrad for seven years because I had to pace myself. I did still have a family to take care of. But during that time, my husband held it down, held it down even with a disability. He held it down and he paid the rent. He paid all of the utilities and he helped me around the house. And whereas it went for years, me taking the kids to all of their doctor's appointments or us taking them together, it went down to him taking them only without me to the doctor for the entire seven years and really longer because he still does it to this day. So I graduated with my psychology degree in 2020, right? 2021. Was it 2021? Is it 2021? So 2020, I graduated. 2021 was like a gap year. (laughs) So I started graduate school this year. And I'm going all the way for my doctoral degree. And my husband has sacrificed. He didn't really want to go to school. But he knew that I wanted to go. And so I really commend him because as I'm doing this, he still takes the kids to all of their doctor's appointments. Um, He helps around the house. He helps take care of the house, even with a disability. And he pays the mortgage, pays the majority of the bills, and just let me take care of the kids. But what me going to school, the sacrifice that he made for me to go to school has opened up the door financially now. It's it's starting to pay off. Those seven years are finally starting to pay off. And now our family is in a much better place and position financially. We're not rich, you know, but we're doing so much better. But we knew, and at least I knew, that we would have to go without sometimes. And I can't say really without because we never really went without. We, God has always been faithful and good to us. But there were times we really, really struggled. Now, our children would have never known because they were always cared for. They were always taken care of. And sometimes to this day, I kind of think they've, they're spoiled because they, they've never really lacked for anything. There may have been some things that they wanted and couldn't get, but they've always had what they've needed. They've never lacked. But there were times we really struggled and... We struggled because it was one income coming in. And I was in school. But when we, when my husband made the sacrifice, I told him, I said, if you allow me to go to school now, I promise you, I'll take care of the family in the end. 
You hold it down now, I'll hold it down later. And now we're getting to the point now where I can carry the family a little bit more. And whereas before, where we just had enough, we had what we needed and a little bit of what we wanted from time to time, but what we needed, now we have a little bit of both. Well, we have a lot of bit of both. (laughs) We have everything we need. And we can breathe, right? Because you want to be able to breathe. And and we live below our means. So we're, we don't have too much, you know, our mortgage is not a two, $3,000 mortgage. So, you know, we can do things if we want to. And we're not where we're going to be. But the thing is, I told him, you allow me to get my bachelor's, I'll carry us. Then I get my master's, I'll carry us even further. When I get my doctoral degree, I'll carry us even further than that. Because you can do a whole lot more having that degree than you can without it. And you don't have to have a degree to be successful. There are plenty of entrepreneurs and people out there that are successful, but everybody's not an entrepreneur. And though I have this business, this business, um, Traveling Psychology Girl, It's not my only source of income. So, you know, until it gets to the point where it's my only source of income, it is what it is. But we are so fortunate to be where we are now. And it's because of the sacrifices that we made. My grandmother made sacrifices. It meant her having to live in the hood and go and ride the bus an hour or so away to a white neighborhood to make enough to come back to take care of me because I was her granddaughter and she had to take care of her granddaughter point blank because my mom couldn't take care of me. And so I know now that I didn't, I I don't have to work to be her it's okay to get help. We've hired someone to come and clean our bathrooms once a month. And oh my God, it has saved our sanity in our house. But it just reminded my husband and I that we, there's no way that we could clean like this lady. We just cannot clean like she cleans. No matter how much we, we can't, we just don't have the wherewithal and the focus and the desire to clean the way this woman cleans. And she does a phenomenal job every time she comes to clean. And she only comes once a month. And we maintain it from there. But every time she cleans, I'm reminded, thank the Lord that we have someone that can do this for us. We have help. I don't have to go to school and go to work and work the business and do whatever and come home and cook and clean and fold clothes and do the laundry and then clean some bathrooms and to say that, okay, I've done it all today. No. It's about knowing when to ask for help. So because I'm talking about sort of two things here, help and the sacrifices you make to get to where you need to be and get to the place and the position you want to be at. 
There is a scripture in the Bible that I would like to read. It's coming from Psalms 51, verse 16 and 17, and I'm going to read from the NLT version, New Living Translation. It says, you do not desire a sacrifice or I would offer one. You do not want a burnt offering. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O oh God. It's talking about a sacrifice. The sacrifice you desire is a broken heart. Having a broken heart, not in a way of being sad, but a broken heart to where you're willing to help someone get to where they need to be. You can sacrifice your time, whether that's committing to yourself the way my husband did. He committed to me going to school. He committed to our family, taking up the slack, everything that I would normally do, picking up those things so that I could get my education, so that we, knowing that it would not, we would not reap the harvest right at the moment, right? It would take years for us to reap the harvest. And at times it felt like it was never coming, but now we're starting to reap the benefits of his sacrifice of letting me go to school. According to Aura, Cora, a sacrifice means giving up something you value. An offering means giving up something to please someone. So whether you're giving up a sacrifice, you're giving up something you value. You value your time. Maybe you have a car, but you're sacrificing letting your children use your car until you can give them their own car. You know, whatever it is, you're giving up something of value, but you're giving it up as an offering, an offering to please someone else other than yourself. We do that for the Lord. We do that for our spouses, our children. Sometimes we sacrifice things to give something up, something of value, and then giving up something to please someone. We're giving them an offering. Sometimes your offering is a sacrifice. Sometimes it's something that you really can't give up, but you do it anyway. It's like unconditional love. You love beyond what a person does. That could be hurtful or painful. You love them in spite of. And that's why the scripture says a broken heart. Right? The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. And you're giving that up as an offering. Who are you giving an offering to today? What are you sacrificing today for something in the future? I sacrificed not making money for a long time. During the seven years I was in school, I could only work part-time. I did not work for a full-time job on purpose because I did I wanted I know I knew that I needed to be able to focus in school. And so I sacrificed having a part-time job, whether that was when I was a fitness trainer and I was picking up um at one school I was working as a staff writer, I would make fifty dollars 
a story, I think it was, or I can't, I can't remember how often I got paid, but it was $50 for the stories that I would write. And then um, when I moved to Georgia, I worked as a tutor on campus and I made $250 or so every two weeks, literally every two weeks. I've never shared that before. I sacrificed not being able to get my nails done, not being able to always get my hair done, not being able to do much of anything for myself. I sacrificed it, but I knew that I just needed to get to the finish line and I would be able to start the career that I wanted that would bring in a significant amount of funds for our family. And so that's the direction that we are headed in now because of the sacrifice I made, but also because my husband made a sacrifice to only, to, to, to literally everything he got. Because he stopped working a while ago. So every, everything he got for his disability went toward his family. He sacrificed even doing anything for himself not buying himself clothes, not buying himself shoes, not buying himself anything. He sacrificed for his family. He sacrificed so we would have a roof over our heads. And I'm so grateful to God and I'm so grateful to him that he trusted me that no matter how long it took that I would hold to my promise that I would carry the family once I got through school. And so we are now starting to see the harvest and reap the benefits from that. So I am forever grateful. So my question to you today, what is your sacrifice? What are you willing to sacrifice? For your family, for your spouse, a cousin, a, a, your mother, whoever. What are you willing to sacrifice so that you can get to the end goal? Maybe it's a job that you just hate that's preventing you from having the time that you need to be able to do what you need to do for your business. What are you sacrificing? What, what needs to be sacrificed? And what is your offering? What offering do you have for someone today? What do you have to give someone other than yourself today? This week is Christmas. And it is the perfect time to think about an offering and a sacrifice. As the Lord Jesus sacrifice himself for himself for us but he was also given to us so he sacrificed him he was first given to us as an offering and then he sacrificed his life for us how amazing is that so as i leave you with that today something to think about as you go into the rest of the week God bless you, and thank you so much for listening to the Traveling Psychology Girl podcast. Until next time. Hi, 
Thank you so much for listening to the Traveling Psychology Girl podcast. Make sure you head over to www.travelingpsychologygirl.com and check out my blog. Also, go over to Instagram and follow me at Traveling Psychology Girl. And one more thing, make sure you click subscribe. Thank you again for listening and I will be with you next time.